Hello and welcome to another episode of Guts and Guns, where we talk about the things that matter. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're going to be talking about some stuff that I believe is extremely important for the future of the state of California and all of us out here. I think it's important that we all understand what's going on. But first, I want to talk about our featured product this week, and that's the Packmeyer Tactical Grips. Packmeyer Tactical Grips are a sleeve that goes onto your firearm that help you grip your firearm uh, better and have more control over your firearm when you are actually practicing and shooting and using it for self-defense. You want to have good control over your pistol? Packmeyer Tactical Grips is the way to go. They run about 10 to $12 a piece, depending on the firearm, so they're a very inexpensive solution, and we sell them, so there you go. All right, so let's talk about our topic today, which is actually SB 118, our punishment for not getting Gavin Newsom, I'm sorry, for not getting King Newsom out of office. He signed this bill the day after our recall election. Yes, the 14th of September, he made this bill a law. Now, this bill has uh, has a few good things in it, actually. But the problem with the bill is they've included a bunch of stuff that's going to change the way we buy and sell firearms in the state of California forever if we don't change this. It's also going to change quite a few other things when it comes to this as well. There are like 19 or 20 different things um, that this bill is going to change uh, for the state of California when it comes to many different things. Uh, it talks about drug systems. It talks about correctional pharmacy definitions. It talks about policies and procedures according to those. It talks about the... Uh, state public defender information with private attorneys and things like that. It also talks about what their primary responsibilities are. It talks about bonds and a few other things when they talk about getting people out of jail. Uh, it talks about the um, person who has to register for the sex offender registry. So some of that stuff's going to change. It, it talks about a lot of things. It also talks about firearms. It talks about how they're going to treat prisoners that are in correctional facilities. It's gonna it's gonna change a lot of things, uh, sentencing and all kinds of other things that are going on. So, what I really want to talk about is actually the firearms portion of this bill, because some of the stuff in here is actually in this bill is actually good when it comes to these other things, but. What they did to the firearms stuff is not even close to good. And I want you guys to understand that this is another way for them to tell us we don't want firearms at all. They're, they're literally trying to get rid of, literally trying to get rid of every firearm or a way to have a firearm. And they're never going to be able to do that no matter how much they try. And that's just, it's just a fact of the matter. And they don't realize it. They think they can control it. And that, that's not going to happen. But anyway, so this this bill makes many pieces and parts of a firearm that you can no, in no way make a firearm out of just that single piece. But it makes these pieces have to go through another check, per se. 
And what they're what they're looking to do is the law basically states all firearms precursor parts must go through a firearms precursor dealer. Now, the way this is sounding is it sounds to me like they're trying to create a whole other governmental agency when it comes to firearms to judge and take care of firearms precursor parts. So FFLs are not going to be automatically a firearms precursor dealer. It literally states in the bill that if you are a firearms dealer now and an ammunition vendor or dealer now, then you will automatically be a firearms precursor dealer. A regular FFL that does not deal in ammunition is not going to be a firearms precursor dealer, or at least that's how it sounds. It sounds to me like they're going to have to file for another license or something similar like that in order to be able to sell uppers or barrels or even magazines. And you have to go through a background check for that. At least that's how I'm reading this. Now, I've read the bill. I've read most of it. I've read about 90% of it. Uh, I don't remember all of it, and I'm not going to pretend like I do um, because there's a lot to read here. This is a very long bill. It's very difficult to actually pay attention to as you're going through this because they, they talk about so many different things in here. Um, they even have some stuff with the health department and, and Humane Society and all this other stuff. So they got stuff in here that's just, I don't even know where they got it from. I don't even know why they feel they need to say something or do something about it, but you know, whatever. So specifically, I want to talk about the firearms uh, part of this and the, and the firearm precursor part vendor. So I'm just going to kind of read some of this stuff out here. So as used in this part, a firearm precursor part vendor means a person, a firm, a corporation, or other business enterprise that holds a valid firearm precursor part vendor license uh, issued pursuant to section 30485. Okay, so doesn't that sound like a whole new license? It's interesting. So commencing April 1st, 2022, a firearms dealer licensed pursuant to sections 26700 to 26915, inclusive, and, not or, but and, a licensed ammunition vendor shall automatically be deemed a licensed firearm precursor part vendor if the dealer and licensed ammunition vendor comply with the requirements of Article 2, commencing with Section 30300, and Article 3, commencing with Section 30342 of Chapter 1 of Division 10 of Title 4. Okay, so that to me sounds like you have to be a firearms dealer and a licensed ammunition vendor in order to become a firearms precursor part vendor automatically. Other than that, if you're not those two things, you're going to have to get a separate license. Isn't that what it sounds like to you? Anyways, hey, put your comments down below or tell me what you think when you see me or whatever the case may be. So they have a whole bunch of other things in here and they and they talk about all the different kinds of weapons that are, that are listed that are completely illegal. And then... It sounds to me like July 1st, actually not April. So the licenses will probably be done by April. But July 1st, 2022, they're going to require people to actually do it through 
the precursor dealer. Um, everything will have to happen. So it says, commencing July 1st, 2022, firearm precursor parts that are imported in the state or sold within the state in violation of Article 1, commencing with Section 30400. Article 2, commencing with Section 30442. Article 3, commencing with Section 30470. And Article 4, commencing with 30485 of Chapter 1.5 of Division 10 of Title 4 are a nuisance and are subject to confiscation and destruction pursuant to section 18005. Okay, so then they're going to get in with Article 1, Article 2, Article 3, and Article 4. And they're talking about nuisance things like a cane gun and a shuriken and, and nunchucks and, you know, brass knuckles. And they're putting it in, in this. So they're calling like basically an 80% lower a nuisance part and I don't know if you realize this but that's a felony to have these things that's not good so they're gonna make felons out of everybody which is just ridiculous now they did very very clearly specify that if they're sold in this state or imported into the state and sold or sold within the state lines after that date so <laughs> buy them now <laughs> I guess would be the answer to that then you don't have to worry about it all of these things are ridiculous because they're talking about imprisonment in the county jail for a term not to exceed six months or a fine not to exceed a thousand dollars or both so if you sell a firearm precursor part to a person under 21 years of age if you supply, deliver, or give possession of a firearm precursor part to a minor, uh, proof that you have to have proof that that person or corporation or dealer or their agent or employee um, can actually sell these parts and that they're of age and they can own them. Uh, just all kinds of crazy little things going on here. So this is what they're doing right now. This is our punishment. And they're lumping it in with a whole lot of other things. So... We kind of have to get this bill repealed. And what I don't understand is why hasn't somebody said something about this sooner? And I think it's because they think they haven't said anything about precursor parts. Well, they have. They talked about it in another bill. And if you start reading through all this, they'll actually talk to you about that and you can go through it and find where they say that in the other bill. I actually had to look it up and I, I looked at this and finally found the bill that they're using and that's where I got all the parts from or all the pieces from. So it's barrels and uppers and magazines even. Uh, so, the, and they don't tell you here if you have to do a background check, but it sounds like they're going to make you do a background check. That's how it sounds to me. And of course, I don't think they're going to just say, oh yeah, you have to buy them to this person or whatever the case and leave that alone. But it looks to me, down further in the bill, it actually says something about a fee that can be charged and background check that, that, that will be done or possibly be done or something like that. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Now, they haven't specified, so this could change. But I don't think they're going to make this easy for us. So, guys, this SB 118, bad, bad, bad bill. And we really need to pay attention to what's going on with this because this is going to 
change everything we do in California when it comes to firearms. And it's not right. They shouldn't be able to regulate normal parts. They are getting to the point where they're saying local police are the ones that actually have the ability to say what they would rec what they would say is a firearms precursor part versus something else. So if you're, I don't know, a contractor and you deal with, I don't know, aluminum or steel every day or you're a plumber and you have pipes in your in your van and you go and you're driving down the road and, and you get pulled over and a police officer looks inside your van and says, what are you doing with all these firearms precursor parts? Just because you're upset with him and he doesn't like your attitude, so now he's going to make this hard for you. And he can because it's his word. These are firearms precursor parts. And you'll say, no, they're not. I'm a plumber. I, I fix pipes every day. Or I'm a welder. I'm going to you know repair a job. I have this steel block or this aluminum plate that's, you know, three quarters of an inch thick or whatever that I'm going to do whatever with. I don't know. But they have, that's, that's where this, this bill, that's where this bill comes into effect. They have the right to do that as local police. So if you anger your local police or you're in a different place and you're coming from one place and you're going to another place and those local police believe that everything's a firearms precursor part, they could literally pull you over and say you're now a felon and put you in six months in the county jail and charge you a thousand dollars or both. And that's ridiculous. And the bill says they can do it. Okay. So think about this on the other side too. You have one jurisdiction that thinks nothing is a firearms precursor part. They're like, yep, nothing counts. So it doesn't really matter. Except for the state of California, the DOJ, they're going to want the, all these parts to come from the firearms precursor dealer. Licensed firearm precursor, precursor part vendor, sorry. And let's say they go, and let's say another jurisdiction goes into Home Depot and says, um, all these parts are firearms precursor parts. Where's your license to sell them? Think about that for a second. It's just another door that they open and it's really interesting that everybody says, oh, you're just, they're not going to do that. Okay. Think about what they've already done and how far they're pushing that line. You don't think they're going to do that with this either? Come on. Anyways, just some information for you guys. Uh, SB 118, read the bill. Definitely read the bill. Uh, check it out. You really need to understand what it is. And uh, we'll talk on the flip side. Hope you guys have a great day. See you next time. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. We hope you tune in for the next one. Until then, have a great week.